This is session 225 of the MLM Success Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is an email that I received about eight, ten days ago. I'm going to share this with you. My name is Amy Santiago from Northern California. I'm on my seventh month of the MLM Training Club, and I've been binging on your podcast, listening to three to four episodes daily. You've created a shift in my thinking and a real hunger for what you call wisdom of the ages knowledge. I have to admit it, when I first heard you, I thought you were an arrogant SOB. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks a lot, Amy. Uh, you're not the only one. No hard feelings at all. But But when you said, only a fool argues with facts, and I really looked at your track record of developing leaders it was like you were talking to me directly with your infamous two-by-four in your hand. After you created a shift in my thinking, I attempted to share your podcast with my upline, telling him I thought you could help us systemize and refine our business. For the record, he made $137,000 last year but has no real systems in place. His exact words were, Amy, Del Calvert is old school. He couldn't build a team today. Side note, how many times have I heard that in the last 15, 20 years? It's ridiculous. Continuing with Amy's email here, she said, When I shared with with him that you were building a team with a new ground floor company and you had been the number one recruiter in the world your first two months, his response was, Ground floors never last. I said, I understand that, but he's working with an eight-year-old company, not a ground floor company. It's just ground floor in the U.S. They're just launching in the U.S. At that point, he didn't know what to say, and he made an excuse to jump off the phone. And then in parentheses, she has, I think I heard him going in his pants, as you would say. From that moment, I realized what I was dealing with. I've, I've opened my mind and my heart as I've heard you express, and I feel like I'm now on the fast track to be to my MLM PhD. I believe in the lifestyle network marketing has provided for many, but I am starting to understand I have been raised in the wrong culture full of a lot of hype, fluff, and social media training that may work for those in their 20s, but not for a 49-year-old woman as I am. And I need to have some kind of positive track record before I can start personally spewing words of wisdom on a social media video. My dilemma. I love my company. I love our products. And I've made some great friends over the past four years. But my largest check ever was $1,127. And that was my fourth month when I was in what you call the ignorance on fire stage. Needless to say, the 27 team members I had at that time have all quit except three, and they aren't doing anything. My business mind and heart knows the opportunity and culture I am part of will never help me produce a duplicating team. I desperately want to work with you or a member of your team with the APL Go opportunity. I watched your four stars video on YouTube and what you're saying about the timing of a company and team culture really resonates with me. But how do I throw the last four years away and start all over? Every time I think about it, I get a strange feeling of excitement, fear, and major anxiety. Does that make sense? It does. I thought working hard, loving my company, my products, and the friends I made would be enough to take me to a six-figure income. But I know in my heart it will never be. Please help, Amy. That's, oh, gracious. For Amy and countless number of distributors and multiple MLM companies around the world that feel the same way, this is what we're going to talk about in this week's podcast. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people 
that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Prophet, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. You know, since the first of the year, when we've really been focused, uh, I have been absolutely in awe of how many messages similar to Amy's that I've received. Uh, I have to just take a minute and really commend Amy and others for having the guts to ask themselves hard but really, really important questions. You know, why did I join network marketing? And why did I join? What was I really looking for? What did I hope to accomplish? Am I progressing forward every week, every month? Am I moving forward with my mindsets and my skill sets and my results? Am I with the right company at the right time in history? Or am I just beating my head against a wall with a company whose momentum has already come and gone? Am, am I happy? And see, this is a real important question. Am I happy just hanging out with people that have become close friends but not progressing towards my goals? Because a lot of people in network marketing really are just happy hanging out. And if that's you, then this information in this podcast will probably be of very little value. Uh, do I have a support system and culture, team culture that is providing me, and this is real important, sequential, duplicating systems that I can implement and progress forward with? Or is it just a lot of fluff, encouragement, and go talk to more people, rah, rah, rah stuff? You know, Jim Rohn used to say, if you motivate a team of idiots, all you're really going to have is a group of excited idiots. And I think what he was really saying is, if you don't have specific systems in place, a roadmap that will help people get them from where they are to where they want to go, a motivated, excited person that doesn't have a clear path is of little value for your long-term success within this profession, there's a lot of fired-up, excited people that think that they know what they're doing and they don't have a clue and don't understand yet that they're not even really the issue. The issue is what can be duplicated by your team. Uh, at the time of this recording, I just got off the phone uh, with a young man in Massachusetts. Uh, he's 28 years old. He drives a delivery van for Amazon. Uh, he was in network marketing, he said, a, with a couple companies a few years ago, but he realized he really had no system in place, no direction other than, you know, go talk to more people. And he had re read the book, The the Best Business or the Perfect Business for the 21st Century, and started looking at network marketing again. But anyway, we had a great conversation. He's just joined us. And... I talk with him about the fact that I'm looking for people that are career-minded and are willing to plug into our franchise, and for lack of a better term. I mean, I told someone last week, I mean, what we're doing is really more of a franchise than it is a typical network marketing, uh, t than it is typical network marketing training. Uh, you know, it's sequential. And... I told him we're looking for people that will plug into the franchise with the understanding that every member of their team in the future will have the opportunity to do the same thing, to plug into a very unified, duplicatable franchise-type approach to building teams. And, you know, right now he's really excited. He's really serious. He's saying all the right things. It was a wonderful conversation. Uh, he said that he realized he needed the right mentor. And he felt like he was led to me, and I believe he was, and I believe a lot of people are, but time's going to tell. Time's going to tell. So I guess what I'm saying is I commend all 
serious people that are involved in network marketing are thinking about getting back involved with network marketing who have the guts to ask themselves the right questions and pivot when they need to. I guess over the last, you know, couple months since, since the first of the year, I'm even more shocked. I mean, appalled at the number of people that are involved in network marketing in an utter state of self-delusion. And I understand self-delusion is a, is a strong word, but I know of no other way to explain it. Uh, you know, one of the things that we do with our franchise or our, our team training is when new people launch, they keep a list of their first 50 no's. They keep a list. And as a team, we, we, we keep track of, of the outreach method that they were trained on and they implement it. So we just don't say, go do this. I mean, we have specific videos for every outreach method. And so what, what was the method? And then when they received an objection, what was it? What was the objection? And then did they add that person to their general database, their eagle file, meaning it was someone that they really would enjoy working with in the future, they connected with, or did they just scratch them off their list permanently, hoping to never have to talk to them ever again? We don't run across too many people like that, but we all have run across them. And, you know, that whole concept of scratch eagle file general databases and hold training in and of itself. But my point here is I review every single sheet that team members go through after their first 50 no's because after the initial launch, then we can really get down. We have something to build upon. Then we can really get down and and build a business. And I review the objection every team member gets and all the objections that I get uh, every single week. And what we were seeing, uh, you know, the first this year is two things that are very encouraging. Number one, there's a lot of people that were involved in network marketing 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago that are now looking at this profession again, but they're looking at it through, they aren't looking at it through newbie eyes. They know what to, they're looking for. They, 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 they understand that you know, the work that it's going to take and they understand the numbers to some level and they understand that, you know, keeping people bluffed up and excited and just tell them to talk to more people is not a good training system, which to try to build a duplicatable team upon. But the number of people also, on the other hand, that were that have this mentality, network marketing, never again. I'm not doing it ever again. I tried it two times, three times, four times, whatever. I'm never going to do network marketing again. And it was crazy because, you know, we'll, we'll see the same person and it will say something like, and this comes to my mind because I remember reading this recently. It's like on the same sheet, 50 no sheet, one person says, no, I'm committed to Lulu Row. And then Three people later, they say, no, I'm not joining network marketing because Lulu Row ripped me off. I mean, it's crazy, you know, and, and again, it's just a reminder that we make decisions based upon emotions and then we try to justify those decisions based upon facts. And I understand the emotions, the negative emotions, the fearful emotions the of, of network marketing. I get it. And many times the facts are there to back up those emotions, but many times they're not. And, you know, so I would ask you, um, because some of you may be listening to this or someone may have shared this with you and your, 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 uh, mentality, your emotions wrapped around, I'll never do network marketing again. And, and and my question is, are some of you maybe, well, I'm just so in love with my company and I'm in love with my products and I'm in love with with the pe- friends that I've met. And I appreciate those emotions. I do. I get them. I understand. I've been there. But my question would be to you, 
if you're working and you're in the marketplace, you run across people every week that says, I will never do network marketing again, correct? Absolutely, you you do. If you're working the business, anybody that's working the business, here's that every week. So my question to you is, when you get that objection, what tool have you personally been trained to use to address that very common objection? Who in your upline, your your teachers, your trainers? One of the most common objections, I'll never do network marketing again. We're all going to hear it. We all hear it every week. When you hear it, what do you do? What tool have you been given to use to address that very, very common objection that every network marketer building a business gets every week? And see, I know some of you are looking at your podcast player like a deer staring in headlights. It's like, I've never heard any upline talk about that or how to address it. I don't have any tool. I don't have anything. I hear that every week. I don't have anything. And see, that's why we, for our team, created a website that our team members can send people to that are burnt out and feel this way because we know they're going to hear it over and over and over. And just for the record, that website is mlmneveragain.com. And that's really what separates the masses of organizations compared to what we do. Uh, All network marketing organizations and team cultures Within specific companies, I would say 95% of them are basically the same. They don't take it to a different level. They don't take, they don't take their support, their franchise to that level. They stay stuck in a, in a level of go talk to more people. So post on social media three times a day. And, and that's the extent of the training. You don't build huge duplicating organizations with that philosophy. The real product is people. Your real goal is well-trained distributors. So our team culture, we teach what we believe. And, and what we've experienced and what helped us create an organization of over 200 six-figure earners and we do it and it's really honestly it's the opposite of a lot of well the majority of mainstream propaganda that's been spread throughout this industry over the past 20 years and is considered by many best business practices such as you need to spam your social media three times daily The number of network marketing distributors who once had big dreams, who've allowed themselves, okay, it's on you. It's not on anybody but you. But the number of network marketing distributors who have allowed themselves to drink the Kool-Aid and become part of the MLM social club crowd and not moving forward, uh, that don't have the team culture uh, necessary for real systematic duplication and are in, are just stuck in a mindset of, I love my company. I love my products. I love being part of the team I'm part of. The number of people have allowed themselves to get stuck in that mentality, that emotion without moving forward towards their, their goals. It's horrifying. It's just absolutely horrifying to me. And it's the norm. You aren't, if you're listening to this, not just to describe you, you're not abnormal. You're normal. That's what the profession has become. It's no longer a business. It's a social club. The amount of people that are stuck in that environment that does little more than telling them, just talk to more people, stay on all the ship. It, it is now mainstream. It is mainstream. Ladies and gentlemen, that is not network marketing, at least not the culture of our team. It's not what I believe. We don't appeal to mediocrity. 
everyone on our team understands what it means to inspire each other and inspire each other to greatness with the goal of becoming the best you can be. We're not stuck in the wrong culture. If I'm describing you, here's what you need to make sure you write down right now. If I'm describing you, and again, to thy own self be true. I mean, you don't need to get mad at the messenger, even though I know I'll get the emails, but you don't need to get mad at the messenger. If I'm describing you, I'm trying to help you here. I'm trying to help you understand what has happened to this profession. You know, getting on your Upline's web web call and staying on AutoShip is not going to move you forward systematically towards your goals. How long have you been around? And if you've been around, you know, a year, two, three, four, five years, you've probably figured that out by now. You know what I'm saying is true. So if you do, I would just recommend that you, I I believe you could really benefit from Beth Rodriguez's testimony. Uh, You'll find that at the end of MLMsuccess.com forward slash story 199. Story 199. It was actually called Poaching Distributors. So to wrap up this session, what I'm going to do is I'm going to address Ashley's email that I just shared with you earlier in the introduction. Uh, I've communicated with her through email. I told her that I would, and I would do that through the podcast because I think there's a lot of things that we can pull from her note. And she gave me permission as long as I changed her name uh, because, you know, she fears retribution from, from her upline, which is sad, but that's, that's what we're, where we're at. So let me go back to her email and let's just look at where she's coming from. And again, I so appreciate the people that have the guts to send me these type of emails and the people that have the guts to ask themselves serious questions and they just don't stay in the social club and just, you know, smooching, whatever that word is with each other and telling each other what they want to hear. And we're all going to be rich. And, and, you know, they've been there four years and their biggest check, what did she say was less than 1500. I don't remember exactly what it was. And, you know, but next, next month, next year, it's always sometime in the future and they're not progressing in the present to have the future you want, you have to have a culture that allows you to progress in the present. So let's go to Ashley's email here. She said, Mr. Calvert, my name is Amy, uh, Amy, Amy Santiago from Northern California. I'm in my seventh month of the MLM training, training club, and I've been binging on your podcast three to four episodes daily. You have created a shift in my thinking, a real hunger for what you call wisdom of the ages, knowledge. I will promise you this. Every personal development student, this is Dale talking, but every personal development student, everyone, everyone that I've ever met, that I've ever worked with, they start listening to the right stuff. And in the beginning, they might kind of get it, not kind of get it. They might think, oh, I've already heard that. I already know that. But what will happen in every single case is they develop a hunger for it, a hunger for it. I watched it happen for 40 years. And if you don't have the hunger for it, it's because you're not listening to the right information. Again, see, wisdom what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Wisdom always creates a hunger. Fluff, telling people what they want to hear, in their gut, they know better. You know, it's like years ago when people were telling everybody, well, if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing professional, then you must have a blog. And it doesn't didn't matter what guru was trying to propagate that. Yes, and it was propagated by because newbies were listening that didn't have that didn't know any better. But but experience after you've had some experience, you can start to identify truth 
from that those that are just saying what you want to hear so they can sell you what they want to sell you. You start noticing in your gut the difference. So she goes on. I have to admit it. When I first heard you, I thought you were an arrogant SOB. But when you said only a fool argues with facts, and I looked really looked at your track record of developing leaders, it was it was like you were talking directly at me with your infamous two by four. Listen, the number of people have told me over the years two things. Well, I've heard more than anything. Dale, I didn't like you when I first heard you. And that's usually three percenters that I'm stepping on their toes, even though I don't even know who they are. Don't even have a clue who they are. Don't know anything about them. But I didn't like you because, again, it's not my fault that you were raised in the wrong culture. And I'll say that again because I mean it. And, and, and again, I hope you take this in the spirit in which it was, in it, which it is intended. Many people, and especially in the last 20 years, have been totally raised in the wrong culture on what it takes to build real teams. And, and again, I've talked about this many times on many other different podcasts, but just because you were raised in the wrong culture does not mean that what I am saying is old school or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I am more progressive than any network marketing person that I know. I wrote the first ebook ever written by any network marketer, period, on the internet. I had the first membership website. I had one of the first uh, three webinar platforms in internet marketing history. I could go on and on and on. I don't need to. I'm not going to. But my point is, it's not a matter of being modern, progressive, new school, old school. It's a matter of what is wisdom of the ages principles. How do people really think? How do they really perform? What is their fear fear of fear of rejection? Where does that come from? You know, fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else thinks, and what are the mindsets that are necessary to develop in order to become the best network marketing leader you can become. If you're depending on just funnels and systems and not mindsets, you're missing it. And most people in the last 15, 20 years have been too focused on developing followers instead of future leaders on their team. So I'm going to always say what I know to be true based upon my track record, my time, the, the, the enormous amount of time, energy, and effort I've put in seminars, books, tapes. You know, I don't know a lot about a lot of things, but I, a lot of things, but I understand what it takes to build teams. And I'm not looking for the heavy hitter. We have a lot on our team. We have many on our team. Awesome people awesome backgrounds, but I'm looking for the 27% of the person that's sick and tired of being sick and tired that doesn't want to drive that uh, Amazon delivery truck the rest of his life. That's who I'm looking for that's teachable that will plug into the franchise. And that's what you should be looking for too. Amy goes on, after you created the shift in my thinking, I attempted to share your podcast with my upline, telling him I thought you could help us systemize and refine our business. And yes, I could. For the record, he made 137000 last year, but has no real system in place. His exact words, Dale Calvert, is old school. He couldn't build a team today. And I loved it because she she has been listening enough to know exactly how to handle that. She said, when I shared with him, you were building a team with a new ground floor company and what had been the number one recruiter in the world your first two months. He didn't, he didn't say, Oh, really? I didn't think Dale could do it. No, he changes the subject. He deflects, which is what they, people always do. When they're caught, they deflect. So he deflected and he said, he said, ground floors, ground, ground floors never last. So he didn't address. You know, the fact that he's spewing stuff that he knows nothing about, he deflects. And she says, I said, I understand, but he's working with an eight-year-old company, which is actually nine now, eight-year-old company that is now launching in the United States for the first time. And then she goes on to say, he didn't know what to say, and he made an excuse to jump off the phone. I think I heard him going in his pants, as you would say. So 
nothing, nothing. I mean, that I've heard these type of conversations. Many people listen to this podcast. You've had similar conversations with your uplines. And again, it's not that they're bad people. It's that they don't want to take what they're doing or what worked for them 10 years ago are, are, they don't want to take it to the next level, to the next level. The, the, the most, the hardest person to try to help is, is the one that already knows it all. And again, there's a different kind of ego in network marketing. Uh, it, there just is. And I don't, I'm not even going to address it at this point. Um, but I was proud of her because she says, from the moment I realized what I was dealing with, in other words, what were, where her upline was really coming from, uh, I have opened my mind and heart as you, as I've heard you express. And I feel like I'm now on a fast track to MLM PH, to, to my MLM PhD. And that's awesome. I believe in the lifestyle network marketing is provided for many, but I'm starting to understand I've been raised in the wrong culture. Absolutely, positively, yes, you have. Full of a lot of hype, fluff, and social media training that may work for those in their 20s, but not a 49-year-old woman as I am, and and needs to have some kind of positive track record before I start spewing words of wisdom on a video. I love that tells me exactly where she's coming from and you know what i've got a 33 year old that joined me a couple weeks ago he he would have said the same thing i've got other people that are younger that you know it's not a matter of old school new school or how old you are i mean you know i was spewing words of wisdom when i was 25 years old you know on stages for Shackley. But my gosh, I'd put in the time, energy, and effort. I had the track record. I had the company bonus cars. I was an award winner in San Francisco. Uh, two of the top five, oh, top five award winners the next year were frontline to me, not in my organization, frontline to me. So I had the track record even back then because I put in the time, energy, effort, and personal education. So it doesn't, it's not a matter of people like to make it a matter of old school, new school, or how old somebody is has nothing to do with any of it. It's are, are you internalizing wisdom of the ages principles? Do you understand that your real product in network marketing is people? And if you build people, people build the business. And some people get that and some people don't. And it doesn't matter how they are or how long they've been hanging around this profession. So she goes on, my dilemma, I love my company, I love my products, I've made some great friends over the past four years, but my largest check was $1,127 in my fourth month when I was in the ignorance on fire stage. Needless to say, the 2017 members I had at that time have all quit except three, and they aren't doing anything. The number of times that scenario has been played out in this profession over the last 20 years should should have already by now woke the profession up, but it hasn't. It hasn't. Most people never launch. Those that do launch slump within their first 90 days. If they come out of the slump the first time, they'll never have a slump as hard as the first one, then they're going to run into hurdles. This whole business is so daggone predictable. I can't tell you what one person will do, but I can tell you what 99 out of 100 will do. And to not put systems, tools in place when you know what the road is going to be makes no sense to me. And, and again, I understand I'm the oddball. Okay. I, I'm totally, I mean, I'm just the opposite of most mainstream network marketing, common accepted business practices. I get that. But I also understand that there was a time, you know, back in, you know, the, the nineties 
prior to network marketing peaking in 1995, which I talked about in a podcast on the last month or so, there was a time when when you go into any company and they had story after story of people that had started no background in this profession at all, never been involved, and within their first five years were making six figures plus. Every company had multiple stories like that. Every one of them. So my position and my reality that I'm coming really getting deeper and deeper in my soul is network marketing, the structure, the business model that's created so much income for so many people for so many years, the structure, the comp plans have not changed. The quality of products are probably better today than they've ever been. What has changed? The people that we call, quote-unquote, leaders, that's what's changed. When a movement gets away from the core fundamentals that created growth, there is always unintended consequences. So the only thing that's really changed from within the industry. Now, again, the markets have changed because there's more opportunity today. There's more competition for 27 percenters than there's ever been because of all the other possible, you know, digital business opportunities that are available. But the industry itself has not changed. The, the basic foundation has not changed. The only thing that has changed is what we call leaders. And when you have people who get involved in this profession that have a lot of uh, upside potential and they have the work ethic and you allow them, look, there's a there's certain amount of beating your head against the wall feelings that are going to happen in every company, every company. But if you're doing the right activities that are maximizing your odds for success, then there's you're going to have to expand your comfort zone. You're going to have to develop some mindsets and some skill sets. That's a given. But if, if you're doing it in systems that have not generated start to finish leaders that have become financially independent, then you're in a bad way. When you're in, when you're in the bad cult, when you're in the wrong culture that people teach because it, they liked it or because it worked for them does not mean it can be duplicated. See, and what happens in every niche, I've talked about this before, people teach at the level they started having success, not understanding the road, the path that took them to that point. Guys, this is not that difficult to understand if you just open your mind, open your heart, and use you know real common sense and, and look at people's actual track records. I mean... The majority of gurus in this profession never built, never built duplicating teams. They never did it. Yet they're teaching everybody else how to do it. Or are they? Or are they just telling you what you want to hear so they can sell you what they want to sell you? Drives me crazy. Again, I feel like a, I feel like a parrot. I feel like I just keep saying the same thing over and over and over. But you know what? I will continue because some people are getting it. They're really getting it. They're really starting to understand. And and I'm fired up and excited about that. So now I've lost my place in her in her email here. Uh Give me just a second. Okay, my dilemma. My my dilemma. I love my company. I love our products. And I have made some great friends over the past four years. But my largest check was $1,127. And my, that was my fourth month when I was in ignorance on fire stage. Needless to say, the 2017 members I had at the time have all quit except the three that are, and they aren't doing anything. And I would tell you. If you had come, if you, if you had brought those 27 people into our culture, 
our culture, half of them would have that would have never started, and they probably didn't with you either. So out of 27, what does that leave? 13, 13 and a half people. So we'll say 13 people, and all of them have quit except three, and the three that I still have, they're not doing anything. So that tells me they haven't quit probably because they're still using the products. So that means basically they're customers. And I would tell you if, if 27 people joined our team, our culture, half of them wouldn't do anything out of the other 13, uh, you would have that, that started out of the other 13, the, the, if, the half half of those people that completed their launch, so we'll say six, though say half of them complete their launch, then those six that you had left would be progressing, moving forward, the and and making money and having fun and being part of a culture that they know is going to take them where they want to go. So out of those 27, I mean, and I'm being realistically realistic here, I believe you would have five, six people that would be very active, making money, having fun, moving forward, developing the right skill sets and mindsets if they had been in the right culture. I really believe that. And then she goes on. She says, my business mind and heart knows the opportunity and culture I'm part of will never help me produce a duplicating team. I desperately want to work with you or a member of your team with the APL Go opportunity. I watched your four-star video and that's not what, that's what I call it. It's actually called the best network marketing opportunity for 2021. Uh, I watched it on Amazon and what you're saying about the timing of a company and the team culture really resonates with me. See, that's, that's true because uh, and, and again, I, 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 but our culture, I mean, there's a lot of teams in, in this company, a lot of great people, a lot of great teams, but the culture will be the deciding factor when it's all said and done. I was talking with Don, the, Don this morning and I said, you know, our number one way to recruit people in a year is going to be the culture of the team. I know how this plays out. I, I, I know how it plays out. I've done it before. I, I get it. I understand. It's going to be the culture of the team. It's like, okay, imagine just, and I'm again, I'm pulling this from the sky, but imagine a year and a half, two years from now, the uh, Amazon delivery driver in Massachusetts and he's 30 years old and he just left his job and is now full time and made $8,800 last month and his, is going to go over six figures his second year. And imagine you listening to this, hear his story in two years. Do you see what that's going to do as more and more of those type of stories getting, get out? I'm not, who who cares about? I mean, really? Because that's what, now. Will it be him? Heck, I don't know. I, the odds are no, but it could be. And if it's not him, there's going to be enough. I have enough other people that are understanding what I've been trying to communicate for years because they're experiencing it. They're not hearing about it. They're experiencing it, and and there are there will be enough other stories. So what I'm saying about team culture, if it resonates with you, Amy, then that's probably the most important factor of all this because you can have all the stars lining up, but one of the stars is the right team culture. And a lot of people say, oh, we've got the culture. We support our people. We, we, we motivate our people. We, we help our people. And they really do. They really do. Awesome support. But there's a difference between support and sequential, duplicating, franchise-type training. That may be one of the most important things I ever have said if you're a leader in any company in this profession. There is a difference. People, you know, 
You have to direct, direct people, direct. Then you have to coach. You have to coach them. Did you, you know, okay, they they said this. I mean, every single night I'm, I'm answering emails of people that are doing the outreach or communicating with people right there. And they'll, this is like, I had some lady that last, some lady in Melaleuca, nothing wrong with Melaleuca, but in Melaleuca, trying to compare Melaleuca with, with what we're doing. Melaleuca's been around for 36 years. I mean, they hit their, they hit their peak in 92, 93. Their momentum. And yeah, they're doing okay. And it's a great company and it has great products. But if you look at business from home, they pay out 35%. We pay out 63%. You know, and again, people start creating objections based upon emotions. And the, and when the facts cannot back up their emotional feelings, then when confronted with facts, they have to make a decision. And that's something that most people just don't want to have to deal with. And again, it's not like this person's make. And I, I tell everybody, look, if you're making a quarter million dollars a year where you're at, you don't even need to listen to a word I say. But if you're not, you should listen. So, so my point being, you know, you can be, you can have everything going for you, but if, if, if all the four stars aren't lining up, your upside potential is going to be limited. It just is. And that's okay if you want to hang out and be a social club member. But if you're wanting to really make a huge impact for your future and your family, then you've got to be intelligent enough and aware enough to really look at the facts and get the dang on, get your emotions out of it. And that's in any business. Okay, but but how do I throw away the last four? We're back to the email. But how do I throw away the last four years away and start over? Every time I think about it, I get a strange feeling of excitement, fear, and, a, and major anxiety. Does that make sense? It's the most important paragraph that you that was written here. Most important. How do I throw away the last four years and start all over? Okay, what are you leaving behind? Three team members that aren't doing anything. See, and again, I, I am not picking on anybody. Or And again, I so appreciate the guts to write this email. I do, because I think we're going to be able to help a lot of people with this. And I sincerely appreciate it. But but you have to love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So the fact that she can say, but how do I throw away the last four years and start all over? That mentality is 1,000% not true. 1,000% not true. Even... If she was making $5,200 a month and had 2,700 people on her team, it would not be true. And, and, and I wish, because I would be saying the same thing if, if she had 2,700 people on her team and was making $5,200 a month or whatever I just said, I would feel the exact same way. Well, maybe not the exact same way, but I would, yeah, I would feel the exact same way as I do. But how somebody, because, okay, you're at $5,200 a month. Will you ever get to a quarter million? Is it even feasible? Do you have the culture, the duplicatable systems, the support structure that will help people duplicate? Or, or did you, because you probably got there from just grinding it out. Grind, 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 grind. That's probably how you got there. That's why I respect anybody that's that's building this. Because I've said many times, it's the most challenging business model in the world. And it is. Because the real product is people. 
People are fickle. People make emotional decisions. They don't look at the facts. But when she says, but how do I throw away the last four years away and start all over? I want, I want people that think that way to understand the only place that is a, that statement is a reality is in their own mind. It has, it has no basis in facts. It's just an emotion and, and it can be a reality. It can be a major self-limiting belief in Amy's mind. Because the reality is the four years that you have spent, that's your education. That's your education. And if you can take the experience and apply it to the right opportunity at the right time in history with the right company and the right support structure, those four years will be extremely valuable to you. Because we have people every single day, they look at, I call it the Harvard, that they look at our team and they think they've died and gone to heaven. It's like, I cannot believe how this is set up. So the reality is, you learn. I've been down multiple dead-end roads, and I made as many factual decisions as I possibly can. But if you're learning from that time, you're not throwing away four years. That's four years of very valuable, insightful ex- experience, so much so that you were able to even put this email together in a way where you're obviously asking yourself some really important questions. So the question you really need to ask yourself is, would you really be throwing away four years? And we both know the answer to that. And I was going to start this by just saying, look, she already knows every answer that she's asking me. She really does. Everybody does. Because wisdom of the of the ages and, and, and truth resonates with people at a deeper level. And then she goes on to say, every time I think about it, I get a strange feeling of excitement, which which is truth. If you're not excited, then something's wrong. If you understand what's going on, followed by fear and major anxiety. Of course, why? why? Why fear and anxiety? Because You've been in a pattern for four years. You're comfortable in that pattern, and you're moving into what you think is going to be a very uncomfortable environment when, in truth, it's going to be more support, more systematic, more truth than you've ever experienced. But you don't know that yet. You don't know it until you're in it. Once you're in it, it's like, oh, my gosh. So that that emotion there is normal. And, again, I've had this conversation so many times over the year. Uh, I, I really have. And it's like, but that's normal. It's, it, you should, how, I mean, if you've been with something and a product and a company and people for four years and the thought of leaving that to not have anxiety about that would be, would not be normal. So it, of course, of course you're going to have anxiety and fear. So what do you have to do? Are the facts that you know, you got to look at the facts that you know, you got to weigh that against the fear and the anxiety. And what if the product, the people, the support structure is even stronger? If it would, if you knew that, that, that when the move was made, that you would find a home. And I mean, I mean, really find a home with the right people and the right support structure and the right friends. And if you knew that without a shadow of a doubt, you would have zero anxiety, zero fear, because the facts support your thoughts. I hope that makes sense. And she wraps it up here and she says, I thought Working hard, loving my company, my products, and the friends I made was enough to take me to the six-figure income. But now I know in my heart it never will be help. And that's how she ends it, Amy. 
And my position is, Amy, you already know all the answers. Uh, you do know in your heart. And having the anxiety and the fear and the questions is normal. And as I tell everybody, I'll work as hard for you as you're willing to work for yourself. So, guys, we're in a situation in this profession right now that is, it's really, really interesting to me because, and I think probably COVID is playing a big part of that, but I would say that the majority of people that I'm communicating with on a weekly basis uh, some are actively involved in network marketing companies and they are very conflicted because uh, they know that what I talk about and what they're hearing mainstream is like yin and yang. And, and which that's always been, that hasn't changed much. But what's really changed, I've, I've seen it this year is, and I am so, so, excited by this is the number of people um, that were involved in network marketing 5, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, they got involved. Maybe they had a little bit of success. Maybe they had a lot of success. But for whatever reason, life happened, and they kind of fell away, you know, because – you know, body in motion stays in motion, as Einstein told us, and consistent effort doesn't always create consistent results, but it always creates success. And they've kind of fallen away. Some of them, the companies have went out of business and they just never pursued another company. All kinds of stories. But it's people that got a taste of this profession and the lifestyle that it provides. And again, I've said a thousand times, there's no business model in the world that gives you the freedom and the lifestyle that this profession can provide. And, but they, and they got a taste of that. And now they're coming back and they're looking at it again, but they're not looking at it from an emotional standpoint. They're looking at it with more from a business mind standpoint. And they're looking very hard at what is the support structure? What kind of people will I be working with? Are these people down to earth? Are they real? Are, are they talking about just a lot of smoke and mirrors and cars and trips and whatever else people are talking about today? Are they talking about, you know, the nitty gritty down to where the rubber hits the road, how to launch your business, how to master uh, lead generation, you know, a lot of things that we've been talking about for years. And it's just been kind of unbelievable to me. You know, I think this industry is prime for huge growth. And that, but honestly, honestly, I don't think that. But I think our team is primed for huge growth because having the awesome products and the awesome company with, with nice people at the corporate offices and so on and so forth, all that's real important. But if you don't have the franchise that will develop the future leaders that will help you become the best leader you can be and help develop the future leaders on your team, you really don't have anything. And there's some of you listen to me. And again, the third thing I get is, Dale, I wish I'd listened to you 20 years ago. Dale, I wish I'd listened to you 25 years ago. Dale, I, w I was on track, you know, and I, but, but everything that you do is against, you know, whatever all the gurus were telling me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Heard it for 25 years. So, not, you know, it's like track record. It's how do people think? How does the real world develop homegrown leaders? You know, and I go back to the confessions, confessions video. The first 
generic training I ever released in this profession. It was probably, what, 30, I don't know, a long time ago. And what did I say? Look at how McDonald's trains their employees. They get somebody and they teach them the cash register. They direct them on how to use the cash register and on the scripts. And back in the day, it was, would you like to supersize that? Would you like fries with that? You know, and I've talked about this forever. You know, so after you learn the cash register, you master it well enough where you can teach the cash register to somebody else and we'll show you how to use a French fryer. Once you learn how to use a French fryer and you understand that, you understand the settings on the heat and what kind of oil and how much oil and everything, and you know how to make those awesome McDonald's French fries and you well enough where you can teach it to somebody else, then we'll put you on the sandwich department and we'll show you how to make sure you get two all-beef patties on the Big Mac or whatever. And after you've mastered that, then we'll move you over to the drive-thru so you know how to take orders on the drive-thru and what your responsibilities are there. And then we'll talk to you about how to keep the restaurant clean and the process for cleaning the bathrooms and keeping the parking lot clean and the systems we have for that. And we'll teach you step-by-step, concept-by-concept, idea-by-idea, sequentially, until you master it well enough to teach it to somebody else. And we'll teach you at your own pace, at your own pace. We'll take you through these, say there's seven systems, and once you master them, we aren't going to just try to teach you all seven at the same time because a confused mind does nothing. We're going to teach you step-by-step, concept-by-concept, idea-by-idea. Once you've mastered it, then we'll teach you the next, the next, the next, the next. You can't teach algebra to people that haven't learned basic addition yet. And once you get through the whole, those seven systems, and anybody can learn them. Anybody can learn them. And once you've learned them, We'll hand you the keys to the McDonald's and you can run the whole thing and you can help other people learn how to run their own McDonald's by teaching them exactly the way you are taught. Step by step, concept by concept, idea by idea, system by system. That's my approach to building network marketing teams. You know, I can bring in some outgoing, cool dude from Burger King and he keeps every, he high fives everybody and keeps everybody fired up and motivated and blah, blah. And, 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 and cool. I love those people too. If they've got the experience, but wealth is created in network marketing by developing the 27 percenters. That's how you create wealth. 70% of the people aren't going to do it. A diddly. They're not going to do nothing. But 27% of the people that are teachable and willing to go to work and learn can become, they'll become the best leaders that you'll ever have. The best that you'll ever have because they understand it from the time they got on that cash register and were being trained the first day till the day that they were handed the keys. They get it. They understand the system because they've come through it. Those are the people that I want. Those are the people because that's where wealth is created. And see, we're in a environment today that there's a lot of people that at one time were involved in this profession that are thinking about it again, but they understand exactly what I've just tried to communicate. And the fact that that's what, that's how they can, they can learn, maximize their upside potential and build the type of business that so many people that enter this profession want to build. Hope this has helped you guys. Y'all have a great week. This is Dale Calvert. Talk to you next week on another session of the MOM Success Podcast. If somebody sent you here, uh, please get back with them. If somebody sent you and said, hey, you need to listen to this, just let them know you heard it. And I hope that you heard it with an open mind, open heart, because 
uh, what I've shared with you, especially those of you that are just caught in the social club culture, sincerely is the answer that you've been looking for. Maybe you haven't been looking, but maybe you should start. Stel Calvert, talk to you next week. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.